Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? So I had every intention of doing many podcast episodes that I was going to release at Samhain. Um, And it's actually something that I feel like I'm going to play around with as I'm on fall break. And I, and I let the listeners, um, you guys know that I was going to hopefully be back January 1st. I'm actually playing around with this idea of doing um, podcast binge releases on the different holidays. So Samhain, Yule, Imbolc, Beltane, um, and thinking about what would it look like if I structured my podcast that way, where I had ample time between each release, but when I'm releasing, I'm releasing several different um, episodes. I would say I would like at least five or six or seven. My goal was actually to have 10 just solo episodes with me. And um, that's not going to probably happen because I got sick, which is actually funny, but not really funny. Um, I got sick right after my ancestral healing session. And in my ancestral healing session, actually, I, the, the, during the, the guided visualization, the ancestral guide that I met said to me, um, rest, slow down. And at the end of the session, when she asked if there was anything more that I, that my guides needed to to tell me, um, I asked the question, you know, in this guided state and my, my ancestor was like, you know what I'm talking about, right? And so I actually got a really bad sinus infection. I thought it was bronchitis because I'm asthmatic. And so it went into my lungs and I can feel it in my lungs. And I've had this awful sore throat and I lost my voice, which was really hard to teach, let alone super hard to podcast. <laughs> so after about 16 days of being sick, I finally went into urgent care. And before any of you write emails about uh, antibiotics and steroid medication know that I've done all my research and I've tried all the homeopathic um, you can still even hear it in my voice a little bit I've tried all the homeopathic things you know I've been drinking teas and I've been drinking nettle infusions and saline and neti pot and decongestants and running the dehumidifier which is just making my floor sopping wet and doing just all these really great things steam showers and anything you could possibly google including cinnamon whiskey for my throat anything that you could possibly even oil of oregano so um anything you could throw at me I've probably tried it 
um, and the antibiotics seem to be working. So, but I thought I would come to you guys with a tarot spread that I've been working with. And I did this reading for the collective slash myself, because I feel like when I do something for myself and the collective in a situation like this, that I feel like we can all really glean something out of it. And this is the first time that I'm just doing a podcast um, episode where I'm just doing a tarot reading for you guys. So I, of course, will put this on Instagram, this image, so that you can see it. I'm using the Pagan Other Worlds. <coughs> Pagan Otherworlds deck, which feels very appropriate for Samhain since it's a pagan holiday and since I've been really diving into my Northern European, broadly Northwestern European ancestry. So I'm on the end of the eight weeks in Lindsay Mack's Tarot for the Wild Soul course. And one of the things that I really appreciated about her course is that she's very honest and frank and says that she uses one spread and that she has this spread that she uses for her clients. And it was really helpful for me because I've been using a spread that I've modified a little bit now, having gone through this course and still trying to kind of play around with it to see what are some of the questions or what are some of the information pieces that people find missing. Um, but I sometimes get overwhelmed in a good way with all of the beautiful, amazing spreads that people do. And to be honest, I've done a lot of spreads on the fly. I've done kind of intuitive readings before. I've tried to use spreads that other people have created. And they're lovely and they're really fun to kind of play with. But I kind of always keep gravitating back towards this um, kind of like a modified Celtic cross that I was taught actually by tarot reader Alyssa Ball, who runs... Um, hit the deck tarot in Spokane. So I thought I would just dive in and let us know that this is a Samhain reading. And there are, um, there's a card for the present moment, one for our inner experience, one for our ex external factors, a lesson that we might be learning this cycle, something that is um, at our root in the unconscious. So things that are influencing us kind of below the surface a message from the higher self, some supportive energy, which is right down by the root and might be the thing that's nourishing the root. And then the um, 30,000 foot view of kind of like this overall. And in the past position is like the past releasing, like what we're letting go of or moving away from. And then what we're entering into in this next cycle this next go round. so let's dive in um in the present moment so right now the energy that you might be experiencing feeling is the star and i just really loved that a major arcana showed up here in this present moment and in the pagan other worlds we have this image of a nude figure it appears to be a woman um, and they have two pitchers and one of the pitchers is flowing the water into the land and the other pitcher is flowing into uh, the water and it is just this really dreamy um, she almost has this kind of just 
She's staring off into space, like almost as if there's something out of the frame that we cannot see. And she's performing this task in what appears to be a little bit of an awkward position, like her one arm's out and her other arm's kind of twisted around. Um, but the star is this beautiful balance and it feels like this really supportive energy of a pause. So there's the sun and the sun feels very bright and shiny and direct and the moon feels active in the way that it goes through um, its cycles. So even though it isn't maybe as it's a differently intense energy, um, it is. it still feels very active to me. And the star feels like from moments of pause and reflection and, you know, we, what we know about our stars is that they, the light that we are seeing now, the thing that is nourishing us, that is twinkling at us in the night sky, when we look out when we're camping or if we, you know, if we manage to see a peak um, in our city life. It's, it's thousands of years old. Those stars may not even actually be existing. Um, so there's this pause, right, between when the star even dies out and when we see its light. And this card feels very much like that, that place of rest and optimism in between um, action. So an inner experience that we might be going through in this present moment is the Page of Wands. And in the Pagan Other Worlds, we have an image of a, a figure that is facing towards um, the east or the right, which I tend to read as kind of a past, like, well, or I mean, present, like, maybe they're going into the future and they're kind of, they're wanting to kind of set out on an adventure. <clears throat> and this image, the figure has a kind of golden tunic and a mountain lion um, scarf cape draped around their shoulders. And they have their face covered with a mask that looks to be kind of made from that, from that mountain lion. And then they have their wand in their hand. And one of the, one of the beautiful things, one of the beautiful questions that was asked in Lindsay's um, Terror for the Wild Soul course was about these images of wands being um, much more like branches than like wands in Harry Potter. And one of the things that I've been reading recently is about Celtic and um, the pagan traditions um, in Europe, pre-Christian um, colonization, and how trees were worshipped. Trees had a, a spirit of a god or goddess that were um in them and so it makes me think about these these branches these wands as um, a representation of a tree and the connection that we can have to that sacred sexuality sacred creative expression like our divinity and holding it in our hand and the page is this really sweet card i really of course um as a fire dominant sign i really resonate with um, the wands in general but a page of wands is blending water, I mean, blending fire and blending air. And so there, I mean, blending earth. Good golly, maybe I should have waited to record this until I was like 100% not sick. Um, so we have this earthy groundedness, 
with this fire. And we know that earthy grounded and fire can be beautiful. That's how campfires, of course, you know, with a little air can be a forest fire. <laughs> with a little water it can be squelched. So our inner experience right now of this this pause, this Samhain pause that we are getting to be invited into when the veil is thin, when things just seem to like in those movies where somebody waves a wand and everything just kind of stands still for a second, this could be our inner experience of wanting to have um, a spark of creativity and a connection with our divine self and wanting to really embrace that and that there's some there's some pause there. Some external factors influencing the star is the five, the six of pentacles. And the six of pentacles in this deck is a really sweet and simplistic um, representation. So we have six coins that are um, six flowery coins that are kind of stacked in the air. And there is some butterflies which really represent transformation and when I look at this card and I see the like the little sweet flowers and the butterflies I just think about external factors being in a place of like okay maybe not everything is 100% perfect beautiful we've got the house and the boat and the everything we need um, to live sort of the quote-unquote American dream. But right now in this moment, there's, there's the ability to be content and okay with, with what we have just even for this present moment as you're listening to this podcast. It doesn't take away any possibility for financial or other um, challenges that could be happening. But right now this breath, things are kind of okay. A lesson that we can be learning from the present moment, the star energy, is the four of swords. So right now, as I look at the whole, um, the whole reading, I just love that there's wands, there's cups, there's pentacles, there's swords, there's majors. It's so beautiful to me because it's like, of course, on Samhain, we have the opportunity to kind of, things are dying away, things are being called in, the veil is thin, and the Four of Swords, this image is three swords in the air pointing down at a fourth that is lying on the ground with a rock and a stump and a little house in the background. And the Four of Swords is really about drawing boundaries, right? So the lesson in this moment, in order to have that pause, that sweet, optimistic, where we are both nourishing our emotions and nourishing um, our land and just kind of being, being okay and able to be in that star position, we have to draw boundaries, right? If we're constantly running around and doing all the things and just being... Blah, 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 Instead of having some mental space, having that clarity, saying, okay, no, I'm going to put this bubble around me so that I can just chill and enjoy this moment for a second. <clears throat> so our root, this sort of unconscious energy, this stuff that maybe 
if we close our eyes and we tap in and we let our feet kind of touch the ground and really just ground into this energy, what is that? What is that thing below? And it is the emperor. We have an image of a pretty strong and masculine figure with a goat's head um, on hit like a headdress on him and he's barefoot which was actually um, little known fact that Celtic people were traditionally barefoot I know this because I was a part of the Society for Barefoot Living when I was in college so fun fact and in the backdrop he has some kind of like rocky mountains not the rocky mountains but some like crags whereas a lot of the other imagery is like pretty like rolling pasture land or like a sweet little tree and this seems a little bit more like strong winter and when I see him I feel this sense of leadership the ability to keep people safe and alive through the winter is what I sense from this individual that it's it's not just about creating structure for the sake of structure but that there's some structure and safety for himself and for others um and and kind of thinking thinking ahead to that that winter that you know when times are lean how can the emperor's structure help us get through the next the next cycle the next phase and so this emperor is is like that root or that unconscious of the things that we might be doing to help influence the star and the supportive energy for him is the four of wands and the four of wands has these beautiful sticks twigs <laughs> that historically they're um, planted in the ground and there's this little lovely rose um, garland hanging from it and off in the distance, you see this castle. And it, traditionally, there has been an image of two people, like it's like a wedding celebration. And you could think of them. Um, this might be the, the garland that has left over. And the wedding procession has kind of wandered up and into that castle in the background. But one of the things that I heard recently about um, the Four of Wands that I really loved, and I'm so glad that it came up in this reading so that I could share it with you, um, I think it was, um, I want to say it was Yaro Magdalena. Um, but I'll ha if, I, if I remember the exact person, I listen to so many podcasts and read so many things that sometimes I forget where the wisdom comes from. Um, that this idea of the wands in this formation providing a container for joy and celebration and sacred sexuality and self-expression and connection to divine and all of that beautiful stuff that the wands asks us to be a part of and that in this there's the the four wands there that have created this little structure and ceremony which how sweet and beautiful because the four of wands goes so wonderfully with the four of the major arcana that the emperor and that sometimes structure can actually provide freedom and safety and um, help us stay alive. So that's the supportive energy for, 
for Mr. Emperor, which I know I want to get away from using gendered language, but in this card, it feels, it feels very much like historically the gendered, um, could, could work there. The message from our higher self. So if I were to think of this tarot reading as like a tree, and we've talked about the roots, this is the branches reaching up towards the sunlight. And here we have another page. So it's the page of pentacles. And there's this, this figure dressed in kind of a similar golden tunic, um, but layered on top of it is this really wild, like grass and, you know, brambly outfit and they are holding up in their hand a large gold pentacle and this is the the earth earth card so we have this you know mirroring kind of of the uh, the six of pentacles of like being in a pretty good spot and this is like the message of the higher self of saying yeah go and follow those dreams right look at the thing that you want. This is one page that's actually holding up, holding up the thing and looking at it and saying, yes, let's pursue some of this, you know, with this not childlike in a derogatory way, but in this really sweet, like I love the pages because it reminds me so much of beginner's mind, of wise mind, of like, what if we just we're in this present moment and we are just looking at this pinnacle and that's it. We're not doing anything. They're not often rushing to go make any, you know, <clears throat> major crazy life changes. It's just like, yeah, we're leveling up and we can be calm about it. It's, it's considered the, the perfect card in that it's um, double earth for what that for what that might mean for you what we're releasing so happy Samhain and what we are releasing is the page of cups and in the image we have um, another page who's holding up the cup and he's also pointing down towards the ground with his other hand and has this kind of flaming red hair standing on the seashore and we have three pages that have shown up in this um this reading and i promise i did the the fan method i didn't even just like not shuffle right and just draw from the top i i really was intentional with this reading but the page of cups is taking time to be grounded and explore the emotions explore the emotions from a really grounded place and in this position of letting go it's like if that lesson was sort of not mastered in a full complete life sense mastered but that we've taken some time in order to look at the cup but in this present moment we're the star and we're pouring out the cup right so we've had that opportunity to move away from some deep introspective time for our own personal kind of like daily experience and into this major arcana of the present of the present moment so we're saying goodbye as the veil is thin to a little bit of just personal exploration and into a little bit more of that collective energy and 
the future. What is the future? What does the future hold? Well, I'm not a fortune teller. I think I've told you that before. But the next cycle, the next lesson, the thing that we can call in or pay attention to or look for, and it's the wheel of fortune, which (laughs) I'm sometimes, like most all the time, actually, just blown away by how tarot works, right? I think, oh, I'm just going to do a spread and it's going to be just so easy and it's not going to make any sense and it's just going to be a nice Instagram picture. And then I do a spread and I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, right. We've, we've got this Wheel of Fortune, which is this really beautiful wheel that's up in the sky. And um, it's, it has blue rim and some stars and, and it looks like it's made out of um, wood. So we have some of that branches. And, but I, what I love is in the, the image in the, the below, below the, the actual wheel is there's a lion and he's standing kind of on a, a rock bridge. And on one side we have the stag and on the other side we have um, a black bear. And I haven't, I haven't figured out other than just um, the lion appears to be standing on some kind of like nest of branches. But in, in the major arcana, the, the swords, the suit of swords in the pagan other worlds, the court cards wear um, bearskins. And in the pentacles, um, they ride the stag. And in the wands, they have the um, the skin of a mountain lion and a lion, or a lion present in the um, in the court cards. And so I'm trying to see where cups might be um, where cups might be represented in this. And I, I don't see anything at the moment, but you know it might come up to me, or it might come out to me. But regardless, the Wheel of Fortune is all about change and seasons changing and the next cycle and the next day and the next big energy. And so, of course, it comes in at this moment where we are literally going from one season to another. We are saying goodbye and we are heading into the winter. And now, of course, it's not Yule, it's not solstice, right? But it is saying fall is halfway over. We are celebrating our ancestors. We are celebrating the dead. And the wheel keeps turning. As much as I love the beautiful fall leaves, they're falling. They're falling. They're falling. They're falling. And I can't stop them from falling. But what I can do is when I'm in that really just mindful present moment and the pause, I can just let them be. So the 30,000 foot view of this entire reading, it made me laugh. I actually took a minute (laughs) before I started recording um, because I am obsessed with the Queen of Wands and that's not the card that showed up. I'm obsessed with the Queen of Wands and heard Lindsay Mack in my class describe the Queen of Wands as the witch of the deck because the Queen of Wands marries fire and water. And fire and water is all about um, 
alchemy. It's like the temperance card. It's, it's not supposed to be able to happen, right? I can't in my daily life just take my candle and a bowl of water and make it into something. It, one would snuff out the other. So the companion card to that energy is not, an, is not a card I normally gravitate towards. And so when it showed up as this 30,000 foot view, I laughed. And it's the King of Cups, you guys. So the overarching view, the big picture, looking down from the moon at this picture and saying, what's going on? The King of Cups is that equal alchemy. He is, he is born of fire and is mastering water. And we have this image of an individual that is very um, eyes closed, strong muscles, and is looking out over the ocean, but is sitting on this beautiful like rock ledge. And there's a little boat floating out there. And looks to just be in a place of contemplative um, of thinking, of planning of being um, and that feels like this this reading is that mastering of fire and water of having a sense of self that's rooted really in creativity and self-expression and knowing our divinity and knowing our connection to our higher selves and all of those that have come before us in the wands way but then having this deep deep calling and deep um request to say let's master the suit of water let's master the element of emotions and that inner heart world so moving, it's interesting, moving, releasing the Page of Cups is going to bring forth some of this with a very King of Cups overarching view. So that's what I have for you, friends. Um, happy Samhain, and may that star energy, the pause, stay with you for the couple of days after this beautiful holiday, as we are ushering in this Wheel of Fortune, may you just take some time, some breaths, the pause between breaths to just acknowledge this deep optimism that you have in your soul. As always, I can be found on Instagram, Leo Rising Tarot, or send me an email at Leo Rising Tarot on Instagram or leorisingtarot at gmail.com. I can't wait until we connect again. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update 
that in the future if it changes.